Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. I'm going to hand over to Vari. I want you to know, Vari, your name is one of the names I've got right. It's a it's a it's a big thing for me to get a name right, let alone a difficult name. Um, but they've been sending me texts and everything um, with V's on instead of R's, um, just so I got it right. Um, so yeah, we've got Vari with us tonight. Let's just give Vari a really really big welcome. Come on. I just want to thank Simon and Catherine Donegan so much um, because you have been dropping the Bay Church into my ear ever since I've known you guys and I remember Simon saying you'll love it you'll feel right at home and uh, you won't want to leave and um, I also want to thank Amelia Luffram so much Because if it wasn't for Amelia, I wouldn't be here. So uh, I just want to bless you, Amelia, because you are carrying an incredible vision for a forgiveness and healing center. You are a mighty woman of God. You are an incredible pioneer. Um, You lead the way. You show the way. You are a visionary. And I just believe that you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. And God is so clearly all over this new vision um, that, as you know, I have said, I will stand alongside you and support you in any way that I can. Um, So thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. And uh, can you just kind of wave at us if you were here at the creative workshop for the past two days? Can you, can you applaud these guys, please? Because they were absolutely fantastic. Um, we showed some slides this morning of some of the work that they did, but they just, the river of God flowed through from beginning to end. They totally opened their hearts. They totally took every step of faith we asked them to take. And they, kept, they got out of their comfort zones. And we had people who had not picked up a paintbrush since school. We had accomplished artists and art teachers. And everyone just gelled together as one. And I understand this term, as one, is very familiar to you. Um, But I, I really want to thank you for coming. I want to thank you for everything that you poured into it. And for your vulnerability, your faithfulness, And your creative gifts just absolutely blew me away. And if we'd had a whole evening as well, it would have been all about what the Lord was showing me through your artwork. So whatever you took away from those two days, fly with it. Fly with it. Which might have something to do with a butterfly. (laughs) Might have something to do with a butterfly. And um, Pastor Alan, thank you so much for inviting me to paint. That was Monday morning. (laughs) And then to speak, that was Monday evening. (laughs) And um, I I will be very brief, but my heart leapt at both when I first heard them. And then, then, because of like, And then it was literally my heart sank, because how on earth am I going to do that physically after two days of pouring out? But you know what we learn? It's when we're weak that he is strong. So total dependency on him. 
Um, this journey of prophetic heart uh, since 2004 has been with my husband, James. And in the last two years, I think it is now, um, the Lord has him on a very interesting uh, calling at the moment. Um, but he is still doing prophetic heart, but I'm coming out on my own. And if you had asked me two years ago, who did I depend on, I'd have said Jesus, 100% totally. But as soon as James wasn't by my side, I realized, actually, I really was depending on him too much. So just something there. Um, okay, so it's an honor and a privilege to be here. So thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very grateful. Um, the Lord has been speaking to me in so many different ways. Um, it's been a challenge to know what to paint. So I'm just going to share the painting with you first. I've done my best to catch the essence of it. So if you will grant me grace and realize it is not the finished thing. Um, but as soon as I started praying, Lord, what do you want me to paint? What do you want me to release? I saw this massive blue butterfly, and I laughed. And I said, Northeast England, <laughs> blue butterfly, are you sure? Twee, I know it stands for transformation, but are you sure? So just in case I had any doubt, and I really did resist, and so often, as you know, you guys who are so prophetic, it's the very first thing that comes into mind. So it's like, oh, I can't possibly be a blue butterfly, really, honestly. So I just put it on one side, and then that very evening, um, I had to get perfume out for my niece that I'd bought several months earlier. What does it have on the side of it? Butterflies. Then I'd asked my husband to buy um, a card, a very special card, for a gentleman, and it had butterflies on it. How can you give a gentleman a card with butterflies on it? So I made sure he took it back. And then the third thing was I walked into my daughter's room and she had a butterfly and it just stood out at me. So, okay, so butterflies are coming through. Anyway, the next morning, um, the Lord woke me up very early and I'm very grateful now. Um, and I went to my journal and asked him what he would like to say, what was the message to bring for the church. Now, just in case you're not looking very closely, the journal's covered in blue butterflies. Okay? So, I just want to say the blue butterfly is clearly very significant. And one of the key words for your church that I believe you know already, but the Lord wants to emphasize today, is transformation. But when I heard the word transformation, I was going to write it across the um, canvas. I must remember to explain the canvas. Um, but I heard trans form nation um, when I arrived on Thursday evening um, and we'd set up and thank you so much Doug and everybody here and also the guys who stayed behind the worship team um, they kind of got coerced into coming to pray over the creative art workshop, we w I'm, I'm not coming near that area. <laughs> we went and we stood. I wanted to stand just about there in the middle, and I found the well. I also saw the balcony. I saw a balcony in heaven and a balcony above us, and apparently you used to have a balcony. And it was absolutely incredible. And I remember Simon saying, when you come, you won't want to leave. And now I know why. <laughs> so... Um, I was still praying then, what am I meant to share? Anyway, when we prayed this morning, you've got some guys to pray for me this morning, there was a gentleman, I can't see him here, but he said that he saw me releasing all these multicolored butterflies. So you have the butterfly, whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not. Um, bearing in mind that I felt this was a word and I've learned you have to be obedient. You have to. I did send off for some butterflies, and the only ones that they could get to me in time were blue butterflies. So I'm sorry that not multicolored, but I have a bowl of blue butterflies. We also have more butterflies that are available if there aren't enough in the bowl. There's 60 in here. 
and we also have paper butterflies back at the table. So please ensure that before you leave, you take a butterfly with you. Okay? So I'm just going to put them there because Pastor Alan will ensure that they're handed to somebody who'll know what to do with them. And also, that's actually prophetic, isn't it? Because you are a releaser of people into dreams. To follow their dreams, to fulfill their callings and destinies. And here, at the bay, in the well that you have dug that is so deep, you are able to release people to fly, which is exactly what's going to happen to Amelia and her vision. So that's very prophetic. So hold them in your hands before the Lord. Okay. Um, the painting. So um, last Sunday, greetings from Bath City Church. If anyone's down in Bath or Bath, come and say hi. And do come to Bath City Church, 10.30 in the morning, but get there for 10, you get the coffee, and then it's, they call it the 10 and the 6, and in the evening. Um, so... They uh, sent me from the church. Um, there were four of us going out, and um, they knew I was coming up here, and the church, they all gathered around and laid hand on, on us all, and it was absolutely amazing because I received prophetic words for you, okay? One of the prophetic words, Pastor Alan, was that they saw, um, Gillian saw coals, She saw them being absolutely broken open. And inside were what she called geos. So you'd look for fossils inside a rock. But actually you'd find these amazing, brilliantly colored geos. So Google it when you get home. Um, so the lightning, this, the white, which you probably can't see yet at the back. Do come and have a peep before you leave. There's white lightning coming straight down and it's hitting the coals. Now, I didn't know that apparently coal mining is, has been in the past in this area, so I really believe that is a confirmation of the word. And this is being released here in the bay because this was a word for the church, okay? Um, I felt also when I was actually painting them, which I hadn't seen before, to do them in the shape of the honeycomb um, Pat and I have had conversations about honey and honeycomb, and I feel that here is a honey pot, and people come for the honey, okay? Um, I saw in the spirit the north, the south, the west, and the east, and as I was drawing it, I realized west and east equals we, which emphasize the togetherness, um, and I had to have the lighthouse in there. Simon and Catherine understand that. So, this is a prophetic word for this church. There's about three things in there. One of the key words is also convergence. And the other key word I had was breakthrough. Hence the breaking through the coal out. And all the colors are going out from this place. So, every single person here tonight, you are created to be creative by our creative God. And I would love all of you to go home and read Exodus 35 about Bezalel and Aholiab because they were the first craftsmen to be commissioned by Almighty God to create everything, absolutely everything for his sanctuary. And it's the first time that it is written that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, Father God breathed life and his spirit into Adam and then created Eve. So, in effect, that is the foundation. But it's the first time you read the words, the Holy Spirit, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were gifted supernaturally and they raised up craftsmen and they had valleys of craftsmen. This is a valley of craftsmen. Okay. So I feel very strongly to share the word that the Lord gave me for this church first. If you, everyone can bear with me, is that okay? And when we had lunch today, 
there were a few words that came out and I said, remember those words. So, I asked the Lord for a prophetic word for the Bay Church, Whitley Bay. I see fishing boats, trawlers, reminded of the vision I had of two fishermen. I heard the words, it's time to mend the fishing nets. I see women mending the fishing nets. I know that men mend the fishing nets. I also see a fisherman's wife sat outside her house, lace-making. And then I heard the song, Sing to me, Daddy, when the boats come in. And we heard that phrase at lunchtime. I remember the nautical vision, which I've had before, which I will share with you in a minute. I also have the words, saving lives at sea. And sea, of course, represents humanity. And I feel this is very much a church here in the bay, but in the region that is saving lives at sea. Okay? Um, in, and this, this relates to the creatives, but it also relates to the local community and beyond. I can smell the salt of the sea in the air, and I hear waves crashing on the shoreline. I hear seagulls. Salt, salt of the earth, it preserves food. Salt and light, lighthouse. The Bay Church is living and breathing. The Bay Church is alive. The aroma of the salt rises up to the throne room. Throne room. Throne room. As I wrote it, I wrote throne as in throne room. On earth is a reflection as it is in heaven. Throne room. Here, throne room. You are throwing out. But it's a powerful power of God releasing. And I believe that's going to happen tonight. The Lord delights in you. You are recognized in heaven by your scent. Good and pleasing to the Lord. Saltiness goes before you. Wherever you go, you carry it and you leave it behind. Like the fishermen. They carry the smell of fish. You know when they're coming. You know when they've arrived. The Bay Church is a fishing vessel. Throw the nets, throw the nets, I hear heaven calling. I hear the voices of angels. Angels are being assigned for this church. I see them coming from all around. I understand some are assigned here. Others are coming ahead of people. Guardian angels, knowing those that they're watching over are coming here. There is a sound in the air. I hear many voices saying, are you going to the bay? Are you going to the bay? Unbelievers, prodigals, new ages, spiritually curious people can smell the salt drift in on the air and they intuitively want to follow it. They don't recognize it as salt. They don't realize what it is. It's a supernatural sign and a wonder. People will turn up here not knowing why. They will knock on the doors curious. I don't know why I'm here, they will say. There's a play on the word here. They don't know why they're here. Here. H-E-A-R. They have come to hear the voice of the Lord. That's why they're here. Then I was in an airport, and I saw one of those, it's like a conveyor belt, where you stand on it and you get there faster than those who are walking alongside. In a very large airport, a smooth ride. I see masses of angels hovering and waiting around this airport. It is international, an international airport. Inter-national. There's a whole thing here that is within the nation, as well as international. Internations coming and going, individuals coming and going far and wide. I hear reach out. This is a reaching out church, reaching out for people to come on the one hand and what the Lord is doing and going to do here. And we'll be reaching out far and wide. You will have a far outreach. And I can smell the smell of salty fishy, fishermen again. There is a strong smell of fish here at the bay. Fishing for and catching the fish, saving souls. This is a church that has, that is, and that will be fulfilling the Great Commission, saving souls. I believe I'm seeing into the future here. But we only have two loaves and five fish, I hear you cry. How on earth are we going to feed all these people, I hear you cry. Look to the Sermon on the Mount. Miracles, signs and wonders. Multiplication. The angels cry out, multiplication, and the people were asked to sit down in groups of 50. 50 represents jubilee. I believe 50 is a significant number for the bay. Isaiah 54 came next. You probably know this. 
Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtain wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Yes, you will. Whoa! Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. I had a one-liner here. I'm going to throw it out. Um, please come and ask for prayer afterwards if this is you. If there's anyone here who fears having their house repossessed or something significant repossessed, that was a one-liner. Then there's a whole thing here about to the church in Philadelphia, Revelation 3, 7 to 13, Key of David. Then I got Mark 1, 16, come follow me, I hear again. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he'd gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat and the hired men and followed him. Come, follow me. Come, follow me. Come, follow me. That's what the Lord is saying here. Whoosh. Okay, this is key. They left their father Zebedee in the boat and the hired men and followed him. The hired men stayed behind. This is really important. Hired men are hired to do a job. They get paid. They check in, they check out. There is no commitment beyond. It is not a family business. But you are raising up sons and daughters here. And they're in for the long haul. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. In for the long haul. They go the extra mile. And there's a real emphasis on sons and daughters in this house. This is a sending out church. The sons of this house will be sent ones. Whoosh, whoosh. There's no time for delay, Bay Church. There's no time for delay. It's time to gather those who the Lord will be calling to send out. It's time to, this is interesting, disciple. And then I got the word discipleship. And then I realized discipleship, seagoing vessel. You are a ship. And that's part of the nautical vision. And if they cut, if they whoosh, if they come already, they're already being discipled. Pray into this without delay. What is the Lord emphasizing without delay? There's something about no procrastinating, hesitating, because there's no time for delay on that particular thing. Three is the number of the Holy Trinity. There's something significant about three for this church. Three, three, three. Fish, fishes of men, get ready for the biggest catch of all. In the prophetic, the sea represents humanity. Salt, Matthew 5, salt and light. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. The Bay Church is a light in Whitley Bay. Keep shining. I see your good deeds reported in the local newspaper. I see people in need coming to the Bay because of your community projects. I see the Bay Church being called the Bay. In the future, you may need to ensure meeting the needs of the people is only the right portion of your calling and ensure that discipleship carries on. I think you're going to be pulled. Um, so bring them in. Bring them in. Bring them in. Lord, bring them in, bring them in, bring in the people. Who, who, are, they? who are they? Who are they? Who are the ones who are meant to um, carry this alongside this church? Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Also light, lightening their loads, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, circumstantially. And my friends here who know me will probably be wondering when I'm going to mention the lighthouse, the life belt, and the anchor. I think I'm going to email it to you. And maybe you could forward it out. Yeah. Bay Church, you are the lighthouse for Whitley Bay, the church. The whole body of Christ in Whitley Bay is called to be the light here and for the surrounding area. And now I see a crossroads here in Whitley Bay. And then I, was, I realized it was the north, the south, the east, and the west. 
that come together here. I see angels followed by people coming in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. There's a real emphasis on the expansion of your sphere of influence and drawing people here. I also hear in the word drawing that literally drawing as creativity will be part of the reason people are drawn here. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. It appears that Father God has commissioned many angels to clear the way ahead for people to make their way here to Whitley Bay and the Bay Church. So, as I'm trying to draw to a close, <laughs> um, yet another sign pointing to the word draw, as in drawing an illustration, a picture, as in the people are drawn to this place, to someone, to Jesus. It has become inc increasingly clear that I do need to pass on the nautical vision to you. Um, very briefly, in 2016, the Lord gave me a vision about the lighthouse, the life belt, and the anchor. It's been resonating in different gatherings. At first, I wondered if this vision applied generally to the bay, as in church, as in its location by the sea, rather than specifically to the artists and artisans here in the church in Whitley Bay and in the region. This vision was primarily for the creatives, artists, and artisans. Um, if you don't belong to this church, if you have just come for tonight... Could you please e leave your email on the table at the back where the pictures are, and we'll get this out to you. Um, I understand the Lord is not saying it's either or, it's for both and, the artists and the artisans and this church. So the vision is clear. So listening carefully, I feel it's important to share this for both the church and the creatives. Okay. And finally, pastors and Christian leaders in Whitley Bay, the Lord has drawn my attention to the vision of the two fishermen which he gave me in Norway. Um, and this is all about Jesus. I had a vision and Jesus was sat right there next to me and I actually had the fear of the Lord in a meeting, a prayer meeting in Norway. He was sat right next to me and he said, let me tell you the parable of the two fishermen. And I couldn't remember the parable of the two fishermen. <laughs> And um, if you have my book, um, Artists and Artisans Awake, Creativity in the Global Harvest, it's in there. So look up the two fishermen. But essentially, in essence, there was one fisherman who went out every single day with his fishing rod, tiny little hole in the ice, waited for his fish to come, went home. There was another fisherman, and he was so hungry, he went out into the sea with his fishing boat, whatever the weather was like. And he fished all day and all night until he found fish. Whereas this other fisherman was on his own. And he just kept going, catching one fish, going home. He was comfortable where he was. He was comfortable on his own. He was comfortable with one fish. And then one day, the fisherman, who was so desperate, who went out to get the fish, because he knew there was such a huge catch of fish out in the sea. And he went through all the weathers, and nothing was going to stop him. And he went through the storms, and he pleaded with God, and he cried out to God. And guess what? The fish came. But he couldn't do it on his own. He couldn't call the moon on his own. There were far too many fish. His nets were going to break. But fortunately, there were other fishermen out there in their, in their little boats. And together, they all hauled the fish in together. I see this as a word for the church and a word for all the different churches in this region. And you then told me about as one. This is absolutely for this church. The Lord's all over it. You're going to need all of you together to facilitate what the Lord's going to do. So Father, I just release this word. I ask, Lord, if there's anything that's not of you, it would fall away and come to nothing. But everything that is of you would stand tall and true and bear much fruit for your kingdom and your glory. And we bless you in what you're doing, in Jesus' name, to prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay. Please may I have the slides um, at the back. John, if we could go with the first one. So what I'd like to do now is just share with you some testimonies regarding prophetic art. I can see the first ones up there. Could you please show me if you're not familiar with the term prophetic art? Great, okay. So, brief introduction. Um, prophetic art is all about 
um, expressing the heart of the Father and releasing the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So when I go to paint for the Lord, I ask him what he wants me to paint in advance. And as I explained, I step out in faith and I paint what he's given me. And what we've discovered, and you probably know already, is that art touches the heart. It bypasses the brain. I'm sure you've all seen a picture which really has drawn you to it. And you just absolutely love that painting. You love that picture. You love that drawing. Um, You may know very clearly what it is. It might even be um, a spiritual painting in terms of a Christian's painted it and it's abstract. And you love the colours. You don't even understand what it means, but you absolutely are drawn to that painting. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, we are, we are vessels. The Holy Spirit comes into us and through us. And you are, so I surrender as a vessel before the Lord so that he will lead me by his Holy Spirit to paint. And in terms of prophetic art, you might expect anybody to do it to be a professional artist. But actually, the Lord is more interested in the fact that the painting communicates the message. He wants to make sure that you receive the message. So in this case, it's not about expertise and it's not about skill. It's about communicating his message effectively. Now, we all respond to different types of art in different ways and different art appeals to you um, than the next person. But the key thing here is if we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, we need to depend on him when we paint. So I do it by faith. I commit everything in prayer, I do it by faith, and I ask the Lord for his confirmations. So the confirmations I needed to do the butterfly, I mean, it was ridiculous. But that word transformation and transformation must be so significant that I had to do the butterfly. Okay? So it's about expressing the love of Father God and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And we, I believe we have no idea of, this, of the power of prophetic art to begin with until somebody actually comes and shares something with you. So um, I'm very excited tonight because if you can bear with me for about another half an hour, if you can hang on in there, guys, get some paper and find yourself. Um, we've actually got Irene here who saw one of my husband's paintings last year and she very wonderfully, not just yet, you're the you're the fini- you're the you're the end girl. Um, you, you you this is so special for you to have someone in your house who has encountered the Lord through prophetic art is so precious. And Amelia also, you were deeply impacted by one of James's paintings last year, weren't you? Um, so, but I want to emphasise here: this is not about us. We're just the messengers. So all the glory goes to the Lord. And I want to say that in all humility. All the glory goes to him, because we can't do it without him, believe me. Okay, so um, let me share with you. So this one is called Praise Him. This was the first time I experienced art therapy. If there is anyone here interested in art therapy, the expressive arts, I'm not just talking about painting, I'm talking about dance, music, sculpture, whatever it is, can I really encourage you to pursue it? Because I seriously believe that the time is coming when the people out there are going to need to come where there is comfort, where there is hope, where there is light out of the darkness, and where they can get help. And art therapy is going to raise up in significance and profile right across the world. And I know of artists who are going out to the refugee camps. I know of artists who are working with in women's projects. Um, all kinds of different situations, prisons, um, with the homeless. Uh, It's absolutely amazing what you can do to help people through art, generally, all the arts. So let me encourage you. So basically, um, this is just the first painting I ever painted. 
The situation was we tried to move house three times. It fell through on the third time. This time we lost money, which I didn't understand because we tried so hard to do. We thought we were following Jesus. And I got to the place where I couldn't pray anymore. Anyone been there? Didn't know what to pray. Totally loved Jesus. Totally believe in him. But had completely no idea what I was meant to be doing next. So I got the paints out and I started painting. I just drew colors. I just painted colors, and then I found little people in them, and then I found they were dancing, and then I found the white light, and by the time I'd finished the painting, this happened on and off over a month, my relationship had been totally restored with the Lord, and I have no idea how I got there. I do not remember anything other than I kept doing what I knew to do. So I read the Holy Bible, I prayed, what I knew to pray, I felt absolutely nothing. But by the time I'd finished this painting, I was back there. Felt his presence. Hallelujah. Next one, please. So if you can look at this one very quickly, this has got a heart in it. It's called Pearl of Great Price. You are his pearl. Jesus came and gave up everything for you. You are the pearl in his heart. You are the pearl of great price. He died for you. Equally, he is the great pearl, the pearl of great price in our hearts, isn't he? So remember that picture. If I could have the next one, please, John. So this is called, You Have Set My Heart Free. Um, so what we have here is the, we've got the heart and we've got the arrow as the lock to the heart. So the key to unlock your heart is Jesus. That's why the, um, the lock is shaped in an arrow pointing upwards and the presence of the angels, and the white coming down the middle is a suggestion of the veil, because now he tore the veil in two. So the situation was, James and I went to do a prophetic art workshop um, at a rehabilitation center. Um, it was for the people in the church who actually facilitated this, but anyone who was there, the guys there were actually learning how to chop wood and do gardening and earn a living so that they had something to do when they had got through the process. Um, and we had these two guys. Now, I don't want to be generalizing here, but the truth is they were big, they were muscular, they were beefy, they were as male as you could possibly get. And we had over 30 cards of our paintings on the table. My husband does phenomenal lions and eagles, and I thought they'd go straight to them. Which two cards did they go to? The hearts. I was blown away. Totally blown away. So this is just to say, pictures speak to the heart and never underestimate the power of, again, we see the heart a lot and it can be twee, okay? But actually, there's power in the heart. So never underestimate what God can do. Um, the next one, please, John. So this is called Guardian Angel. This was the first commission I had. Um, I met a lady at Revival Fires in Dudley, if you've ever been there. And she saw me drawing. I was just sketching angels. I could see them in the spirit. But I was trying to, look, I was trying to get their wings right. And it, I couldn't quite get the wings right. And she came over to me. And to cut a long story short, this is a true, this is true. This lady had had an encounter in the flesh with a real angel at the foot of her bed. She was so petrified, she couldn't even wake her husband up. The presence was so strong, she was overwhelmed. And she said, I don't know how to explain this other than I could see somehow that the wings of this angel went up through the ceiling, through the roof, out into the sky. And she helped me sketch the wings. I had to keep sketching it until I got the right proportion. So she commissioned the painting. Um, also, I, had, I was prompted to do a blue haze around the wings. Um, it's on a deep blue background. And the next time I went to Revival Fires, Patricia King was there, and she talked about the blue flame. And suddenly I had revelation of the painting and understood the blue represented revelation. Next slide, please. 
This is called Treasures of the Deep. I painted this at a ladies' conference in Torquay. Um, again, Lord, what do you want me to paint? This is what I saw. Um, so that's actually the... If you could flip back, please. Thank you. Um, and the, the name of the conferences were always the Pearl Conferences, and if you look very closely, you might find a big white pearl, but you might not. Anyway, um, so I painted this painting, and um, this was one of the few occurrences when somebody came up to me at the end who said, this painting is for me. She said, I cannot believe you've painted it. Um, she had now become so ill, she was retiring through ill health, she walked along that beach every single day. That was her prayer walk, and she could no longer walk. So now the Lord had brought the painting, had brought the beach to her. So she took the painting home. The next one, please. This is called Dancing on the Canvas. Um, it was when Roy Fields, uh, I don't know if you know him, he's a musician from America, came and led worship at Bar City Church at one of our revival meetings several years ago. And... Um, Oh, you know, when you, the Spirit of God is all over you and the worship of God is oh, it's just absolutely incredible and all you want to do is dance, but how do you dance if you're meant to paint? <laughs> and I said, Lord, how on earth am I going to do this? And he said, dance on the canvas. So I danced on the canvas. And there's quite a long testimony to this. Um, it's in the book, but basically my husband was painting something completely different. He was, he was painting an angel and it was in peach colours. And uh, a friend of ours came up to me afterwards and she said, I cannot believe what you've both painted. And she explained that she had been into the throne room and she had had an encounter and, all, and she'd seen angels and all the colours and the angel that James had painted was just like she'd seen. She'd had another encounter with Jesus and she had been dancing with Jesus and she said, the colors in mine were just like what she was wearing as she danced. Um, and, and she couldn't believe that she saw the two because it totally confirmed to her that what she was seeing was actually truly in the spirit. We need each other. We need to share each other's gifts. And that was so powerful. The next one, please. This is called Come Home. Um, this... This is um, very significant for me. Um, I think I painted this about only a couple of years after we started. It's probably around about 2005, 2006. And um, I actually started with my nephew. My nephew's in there. Thank you, Jesus, that he is going to come into the kingdom one day. And um, I painted it. I drew it, I sketched it, and then somebody came along and they were doing something uh, called the, the homecoming and asked, said, you've got to paint it, I need it, you've got to paint it. I mean, it was the same thing and she wanted to use it for her event. Um, but it came to how on earth do I translate pencil? If I've drawn something in pencil, how do I translate it into color? And then I felt to do the rainbow. But you can tell I don't like twee things because the word is twee that I'm using. I just didn't want to paint a twee rainbow if you see what I'm saying, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, it's like, you know, how do I do this, Jesus? So he showed me to stand the painting upright. And if you look at the actual painting, the red on the figures almost at the top is actually blood. It's like, looks like blood dripping. And the Lord showed me that he died on the cross to save us. And because of all the promises in the Holy Bible that he's given us, what happens is, you don't know Jesus, you come out of the darkness, under the blood of Jesus, into his kingdom, into the promises of God, and your whole journey leads you into the light, into heaven, and you come out of darkness and you become full color, i.e. representing who he's created you to be totally unique. That's the painting. So you now know why I painted it, etc. So uh, this painting happened to be in the Wesley Owen bookshop window. We had a little mini exhibition there. And Heidi Baker came to speak at Bar City Church. Heidi saw the painting and asked if anybody knew who the artist was. 
And I got summoned to the green room to see Heidi Baker because she'd asked to see me. I had never met Heidi Baker. She's an extremely significant woman of God. I look, totally look up to her and I was so nervous because I had no idea where she wa why she wanted to see me. And then when you meet her, I mean, I don't think I'm tall, but she, wow, a powerhouse. Anyway, um, this is important for all of you who are creative and any of you who can relate to me, okay? So when I started painting next to my husband in 2004 at a conference, I'd always wanted to go to art college, never got there, never got trained. My husband is a professional artist. Now, he's, he was over 20 years painting as a living. Uh, just phenomenal. Give him a photograph of anyone or anything. He will paint it. You put it in a frame, and you will think it's a photograph. Absolutely phenomenal. And I had to sit next to and then stand next to my husband and paint in front of people. I mean, you just don't do that. It was awful. So my confidence was down here. But I now understand why he put, why he used both of us. It was for everybody else who could relate to me. You know, I'm not qualified. I shouldn't be here. I'm not as good as the next person. Well, the first thing is, guys, don't compare yourself to anyone. The entire point of creativity, the entire thing about you being creative, being created in his image, is that you are unique. You have a totally unique signature. You have a totally unique fingerprint. Your art, everything you create, is absolutely unique, and this world needs your uniqueness, honestly. So, I go to see Heidi Baker, and it's all about the painting. It's all about the painting, but I'm trying to say this, I'm doing in this, in, I'm saying this in humility because I had no idea of the significance of prophetic art until I met Heidi Baker. And she said to me, you've seen my vision. And I said, tell me about it. This is what I've learned to say. Tell me about it. <laughs> and she said, that's the vision the Lord gave me for Iris Ministries. I didn't know what to say. And she said, you know what iris means, don't you? And I'm thinking, flower? And I'm thinking, she wouldn't ask me that if it was a flower. No way. And she said, iris means rainbow. Iris Ministries, that is the vision that the Lord gave Heidi Baker. Um, I asked for her permission to share this. Um, and the whole testimony is in the book. Heidi Baker came to Bar City Church. She came to the UK, I think it was for one weekend. She did not want to be there. She was absolutely exhausted. They'd had so much, what shall we say? Basically, she was absolutely on the point of giving up the entire ministry. Heidi Baker, giving up Iris Ministries all those or orphanages in Mozambique, all those churches, everything. She was ready to give it all up. And she saw this painting. And she knew that she had to carry on. And she got hold of me and she said, don't you ever stop painting for Jesus. Now, I had no idea how significant that painting was. You have no idea how significant your drawing, your um, embroidery, your sculpture, your painting, you have no idea how significant it's going to be to someone. Never underestimate what God can do with your creative gifts. I cannot emphasize it enough. So finally, Irene, would you like to come and share your testimony, please? If we could have the next one. Thank you. Oh, sorry. One more. Um, this isn't the painting. I painted a green painting. I, I, the Lord had shown me, what. well, I thought he'd shown me what I was meant to paint. I had this idea of what I was meant to paint. And as soon as I was prayed for by the people in the worship team, suddenly there was this confirmation of green. And I knew I had to start with green. The entire painting was shades of green. I had no idea what I was painting. It was totally abstract, which is why I've just 
put this one in there, just, it's green. That's all I could tell you. Okay? It was green. Green? It was green. Can't remember what it was about. It was green. This lady came up to me at the end of the worship, crying and crying and crying. She was about to commit suicide. She had totally given up on God. She had totally given up on life. And her friend, knowing where she was at, had flown her over to this conference. I think they lived in Jersey or Guernsey. Had flown her over to this conference, literally as a last-ditch attempt to get her back with God. This girl was Irish. We must have been painting in Jersey then. Anyway, she was, I know she was flown over. She was Irish. The painting was green. That was the only connection that I could see. But that painting, because it was green, and because the Lord used it to speak to her heart, actually got her back. And I, m I gave her the painting, and two years later, she came up to me at a conference, and she said, do you remember me? I still don't have a photograph of the painting. That is how significant prophetic art can be. If you think it can save somebody's life, I mean, that is scary. And on that occasion, it was literally, are you sure, Lord? And it was green, 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 and lay aside what you thought you were painting. So I'm emphasizing here, listening into the Holy Spirit, stepping out in faith every single time. You have to do it. You have to do it because you just don't know how powerful. You have no idea how significant it is. And also, we may never know. And we do it all for the glory of God. All for the glory of God. Irene, thank you. That's, this is the third time, so this is definitely it. So now, hopefully, the next one will be the Eagles. Yeah, so I, I met Barry at um, a conference last year. Um, actually, it was Simon said, you need to go and see Barry's work. So, um, so I did, and I looked around, and I thought, yeah, yeah, they're nice, oh, lovely, lovely. But there was one that really caught my eye, and um, I went over to Barry, and I had said, oh, can you just tell us a bit more about this painting? So she kind of like said, um, so what do you see in it? And I said... Um, well, you know, um, eagle flying in the sky with the sun coming through. It was quite obvious, but it was. <laughs> so um, she said, um, just take a step back. And um, she actually put her hand on me and um, prayed very quietly and uh, whatever. And uh, she said, so what is it that you can see? And I have to say, um, something changed. <laughs> Um, you know, my, my spiritual eyes just, just opened, it, it changed, and, and the, the, the picture just took a different form. It became 3D, it became a moving vision. <laughs> it just was just outstanding and incredible. I didn't understand it at all. So, so what had changed was, um, if you see sort of the brown bits at the bottom, so that became... Um, like Hadrian's wall, it was a built-up wall. And uh, I was like, wow, look at that, it's, it's like Hadrian's wall. And there's two gateways to get onto it, so you could actually get onto it. And then um, she said, um, so just, just look a little bit closer. What, what is it that you can see? Is there anything on the wall? I was like, what? What's going on? And I seen the, the angel army, I seen the angel army with their shields and their spears, their spears, and they, they were they were all huddled together and and marching forward. Um, so yeah, they were just um, walking in formation. I was like, wow, this is incredible. So so I, I felt as if they were like advancing forward. So yeah. So then she, I was encouraged to um, look at the rest of the painting. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see the eagles. Yeah, that's still like Holy Spirit, all that kind of stuff. And then I looked at the sun, and the sun changed shape. The sun became the opening of the throne room. I was like, wow. And I was like, hang on a minute. I, I realized, I recognized that 
actually I've seen that before in in deep worship when I've been really in deep worship I've been um there and then the the sun rays just coming down became steps and 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 entrance into the throne room it was just incredible so so anyway um trying to get over that um so Barry stepped in and then said um so can I just draw, draw your attention to the to the angels and she started to explain that um you know um that you're you're starting to come become aligned with with Jesus um because the the um eagles are are like close to each other I was like wow wow this is incredible um so yeah so um and she also sort of said like um because you're up above you're, you're an overcomer um and you overcome circumstances and um and and you carry a lot of hope with you and I was like wow <laughs> this is absolutely crazy yeah so so but I want to say that um Barry released a couple of things in me the first one was revelation so the revelation of the eagles I um I started to when I got home I started to um research what eagles do and how they saw and how they fly and how they how they actually um like use the um the the storm the strength of the storm to to rise above it all and to carry their wind the, the weight for the wind to catch the the, the wings to carry them flat higher so um so in a sense like um the the eagles like um have a sense of overcoming it all so I try to um, apply that in my life <laughs> and started to think about, right, well, what, what do eagles do and how can I overcome it? How can I overcome the problems? So, and, and I did start to sing, um, you know, one of the Bethel songs, um, and I catch the wind and all of that. Lot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, and the other re revelation was um, sort of um, it could be co coming in alignment with um the you know with Jesus and I was like I'm not happy just starting to come in alignment I want to be in alignment um so and I knew I had to start pursuing Jesus and pursuing worship and and so that's what I started to do um and I and I tried to to come more deeper in like my relationship in worship um so yeah it really it really helped us to um have that revelation um, and the second thing that I think Barry released was um, more of the prophetic sort of in me. So sort of I, I, I kind of like touched on a little bit, but never felt like confident to say anything. Didn't know if it was me, whether it was my imagination. Um, so, um, but what it's done is become made me sort of more sensitive and more aware of the Holy Spirit and, and God's presence um and and like i've started to experience more pictures and words and, and encounters and and ambitions and, and it's it's amazing <laughs> and it's absolutely amazing so so yeah and um and i think far as like the, the you know the warrior angels and that um I, i've really started to look more into um intercession and a prayer i've joined the warrior prayer group but i need to know more <laughs> So, so yeah, thank you very much for that. Isn't that awesome? That's the first time I've heard the full testimony. And this is one of James's paintings. Um, as I said, he paints eagles and lions like. Um, um, at this, um, has a, who here has been to the European Leaders Advance Conference in Harrogate? Great, okay. So, I don't know, I don't think all of you may have known, but last year um, we had a European uh, Prophetic Artist exhibition and we invited everyone to come to have a look at all the paintings in the exhibition. I can't remember how many there were, 50, 80, I mean, there were quite a few. Um, and... Um, to then choose which one actually stood out to them the most. And it was so interesting. I'd never done this before. 
but you know we were encouraged to as the artists um, to then um, prophesy through the painting to the person now James and I have had what we call the encounter God exhibition which we take uh, very often out on the road with us wherever we're going to do an event and we set all the paintings out and we invite you to come and look at them and receive whatever the Lord says to you through the paintings. And then we will actually um, offer prophetic encouragement to the people, but we never put them together so clearly. And it was absolutely remarkable. This was one of the most popular paintings in the exhibition. And because James wasn't there, I was prophesying through the paintings. Irene, I think I must have prophesied about four times with that painting, and every single time, the Lord showed me different things. Now, obviously, there's two eagles and there's a sun, okay? But I found that astounding. So I just want to encourage you, if you're going um, this year, in July, please come and find us. And I'd, we'd love to do the same for you, okay? We'd love to do the same for you. Okay, um, I think it's probably time for me to say, does anybody want prayer? Does anybody want impartation? <laughs> um, I have bought the holy oil. Um, we have the river of life flowing down from the throne under the promises of God. I wonder who's right under the promises of God. Um, yeah. Um, so I probably, um, I can feel it now very strongly. Over to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do now? Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Father God. Thank you so much for your tangible presence in this place. Thank you for the deep well. Thank you that we can come and drink from your river of delight. Thank you for all the angels that you have assigned to each one of us and to this church and to this region. Thank you, Father God, for all the angels that you have assigned to your artists and artisans. Father, thank you that this is a season of raising up your artists and artisans worldwide. You are calling forth your army of artists and artisans. Lord, I've seen the coming renaissance. I can smell it in the air. Yeah. I know that Christian artists are going to bring in this coming renaissance. I know they are. Father, I know that so many artists are on their own. Father, you are gathering the tribe together. And I thank you that here at the Bay, I thank you that Amelia Lufram also has a calling totally to do with the creative arts. Father, I thank you for this link here. Father, I thank you that through them you are going to raise up your army of artists and artisans in the Northeast and beyond. Father, I thank you that they are here for such a time as this. And Father, I just ask now that you would send your angels out to the north, the south, the east, and the west, and to bring those who are crying out to find their tribe because they're misunderstood, because they can't find a home in a church, because the, the church doesn't know how to, how to include them with their gifts, Lord, that they, you bring them here. Lord Jesus, where they will be welcomed and they will be loved and that they will then be sent out from here, Lord, to raise up others. And I just bless everyone here who is already walking in this and who is already 
um, leading workshops, who is already, who are, is already, is already, are already, um, doing all kinds of creative events and gatherings. Father, I thank you that I can hear the sound of the drum. I can hear the sound of the drum. I can hear the sound of the rhythm of the feet of your army rising up, and you are awakening them. You are awakening them right now. And you are calling them forth. And as they pick up their paintbrushes and the bows to their cellos and their violins, as they pick up the clay, as they dance, as they pick up the fabrics and they sew them together, as they go out and they gather the wood and they create, and as they go out and they gather all the beautiful little treasures and they put them together and create something beautiful, so you are calling them forth right now. Father God, I thank you that we were born for such a time as this. And I thank you, Lord, for the gold seam hidden underground for all the men and women who were born in the 50s, the 60s, the 40s, and whose art was crushed, whose gift was crushed, whose music gift was crushed because they were supposed to go down the academic route, because it didn't fit into the educational system. And they're retired now, or they're going part-time because they're about to retire. But you have saved them for such a time as this. And what the enemy meant for harm, you are turning around and using good. They are the gold seam underground. And I thank you, Father God, for this gold seam that's running right through the northeast of England. Right through the northeast of England. And I thank you, Father God, for this bridge, this bridge between the north and the south. And I thank you, Father God, for this bridge between the west and the east, which I can see in the spirit. I see the one between the north and the south actually in the natural already and the toing and the froing and the joining. But there's more to come with the west and the east. This is a place of convergence. This is a time of convergence. Father God, thank you that you are calling us forth. You are raising us up to awake, to arise, to advance and to align with your plans and purposes and with one another. And as you pick up all these tools, they are the weapons. They are the weapons that are going to, we're going to use for the glory of God to advance the kingdom of God and take back the land for him. In Jesus' name, amen, through using our creative gifts. Amen.